Hey everyone and welcome to Age of Reason. Today is Sunday, June 19th, 2016. So when I started doing this show, I had uh, an Australian on my show actually. And uh, I wonder what I can do to bring him here from the land of the kangaroos. Hmm. Maybe I should pray to Thor. Almighty Thor, let Drew come forth. Holy shit! You're here! G'day! <laughs> JC! Praise Thor! It's a miracle! Whoa! Just a minute ago, I was... Ah. Amazing, amazing. I guess prayer works after all. <laughs> this place has got everything. Yeah, yeah. All right, uh, enough for the fun. Uh, so if you'd like to contact us by email, please do so. You can email us at tv-ageofreason at tv-ff.com. I have a Patreon and GoFundMe account. Uh, my documentary is available. Please use the apps on my page uh, to get the DVD or the Blu-ray. I also started selling shirts recently. There is one for men, one for women. Please refer to the links in the description. How have you been? I've been absolutely amazing. All right. I want to thank you, actually, because I, ever since I was on episode number one, yep. I actually you inspired me. Yeah. Because I remember you, you know, you you asked me to come out and, and film uh, for yes. your film for your movie. Yes. And so I went, wow, I'm meeting this great guy, you, uh, you know, and then you, you told me you were making a, a podcast. Yeah. And, and I went, that sounds really good. And inside, I was already listening to podcasts and and. It, and from this show, it inspired me to start my own show. Yeah. What's, uh, what's the name of your show? Gold Coast versus Drew Crook. I'm from the <laughs> Gold Coast in Australia, and I interview anyone, everyone and everyone. I uh, have a, like a saying that everyone, uh, everyone good who were once bad yeah, tell yeah. a good story. Yeah. So, so I thank you. I really want to say that here. And, You're um, very welcome. You know, I've been down to you know 121 guests I've interviewed. That's crazy. Things, that's so crazy. We've only we were only up to episode 23, but you know this is very tough work. So this you've got a whole lot more stuff than yeah. I do, mate. So yeah, you, this is amazing. So it's stoked to be back here in Yokohama. Yeah, it's good to have what you back. What are we back. talking about today? We're gonna do Exodus. Uh, then we're gonna I'm gonna do a section on arguments, and today we're gonna talk about validity, and that's quite interesting actually. And we're going to finish off with a video about some really crazy nut that talks about the rapture. So that's going to be fun. All right. Why don't we jump straight into it? So Exodus. The Lord said to Moses, go down to your people who you brought out of the land of Egypt have corrupted themselves. That's interesting. They have turned aside quickly out of the way that I commanded them. Well, I just want to make a very quick point here. So he commands people... So there's no free will, really. That's just kind of a very tiny comment there. And then it goes on. So now, therefore, let me alone, that my wrath may burn hot against them, and I may consume them, in order that I may make a great nation of you. But then the next paragraph, or the next verse, says, And the Lord relented from the disaster that he had spoken of, bringing on his people. That, to me, is quite interesting here, because basically it means that a human being, right, Moses in this case, can convince God, who is this all-powerful deity, to basically change his mind. That's quite incredible. And you know, like the Christians always say about, uh, well, it's God's plan, God's plan. But apparently you can change God's plan. And Moses, Moses just did. You, you know me. Yeah. Okay. I, I wasn't raised religious at all. Yeah. So, here. and often the, the most I've even thought about religion is here on your show. Right. Right. You know, and I definitely uh, have an open mind, as you I've told you before. I have a couple of religious people that live around me. Sure. So today, when we read this stuff, it made me think: Did he have a lot to do with the writing of this? Because <laughs> he, you know, he sounds like I don't think so. Look. You know, uh, God said this, but He also said this. Right. Because uh, I was the one talking to Him. Right. Right. You know. Who knows? Yeah, you guys weren't talking to him. Yeah. I was. So, so trust me. Right. This right. is this is the stuff here. Yeah. That you basically have to accept that he's telling the truth. But right. What evidence do we have to suggest yeah. that? So. And you know what I heard this morning on the way to soccer? Mm. I was listening to another podcast show, and they, and they they explained it that um, that back in the day people couldn't read. Right. So right. only only uh, priests or certain scholars, scholars could actually yeah. read and there they would 
think of a town. Right. Like, our, they would pass this message on. Right. So the message could be in their own interest, of as you would if you're, if you're a human being. Yeah. So uh, God said this. You know, he actually said this. And no doubt there's some, there's some great... Uh, this book has gone on for so long that there, there must be some uh, great writing. Oh, sure. Okay, for people sure. to keep coming back to it. Sure. And, and, the, and the crazy stories that yeah. are in it that contradict each other all of the course, time. Of course, of <laughs> course. He took the calf that they had made and burned it with fire and ground it to powder and scattered it on the water and made the people of Israel drink it. Ugh. I, won't, I wouldn't want to drink that. No, but these were, this was a long time ago. Sure, but they, they still forced those people to drink it. I mean, come on. Yeah. If you don't drink it, I don't know, something bad happens, I guess. <laughs> well, the thing about it, they actually burnt it. They did. So it would have been... Uh... You're basically drinking water with ash. Okay. <laughs> There's not much nutrition in that. <laughs> no. So I said to them, let any who have gold take it off. So they gave it to me, and I threw it into the fire, and out came this calf. Okay, I, I don't really understand how this works, but um, the only comment I might have here is it basically says to the people, give, give us your possessions, right? And in Christianity, you have the tithe. They, they, they have to give 10% uh, of their income to the church exactly. uh, every month or something like that. Uh, it's just ridiculous. It, it sounds exactly what happened. Yeah. Everyone be very scared. Right. But it's okay. What you need to do is give us your gold. Right. And we will give you this calf. Right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and I'm just only realizing now that I'm dealing with some pretty heavy topics. Yeah. So the, <laughs> this is the basis. Is, is this it? Is this what the entire religion... Because uh, I've been to church about four or five times. Yeah. And, you know, you're right. You give, give 10%. Do, yeah. Everyone actually... Puts in sure. the money to keep this business running, yep. and by doing so, by supporting us in this tribe, we will look after you. Right. Once you, you know, once and your, you and your family, right. once they die, and then, right. you know, you, heaven. Uh, the business just, of heaven is very lucrative. I, you know, I don't even believe now that we were all raised in in school, right, to to believe that primitive people were not as smart as us. Yeah, yeah. I don't even believe that anymore. Yeah. I think these, this was probably scare, scary times. Yeah. You know, with all the, the killing that happened yeah. back then, like th there's actually frightening times. Sure, so, sure. So imagine the force that was actually happened. Yeah. You know, this, these would have been warlords in a way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who is on the Lord's side? Not me. Come to me. And all the sons of Levi gathered around him, and he said to them, Thus says the Lord, God of Israel, Put your sword on one, on your side, each of you, and go to and fro from gate to gate throughout the camp. And each of you kill his brother and his companion and his neighbor. And the sons of Levi did according to the word of Moses. And that day about 3,000 men of the people fell. And Moses said, Today you have been ordained for the service of the Lord. Each one of, uh, at the cost of his son, and of his brother, so that he may that he might bestow a blessing upon you this day. Warlord scare tactics. <laughs> I know exactly. Yeah. Far out. And um, in the, it's funny because we did, like I said, we did the Ten Commandments already, and we, one of the commandments is "Thou shalt not kill," and yet this verse, this passage, absolutely contradicts that. He in fact orders people to to go out and. Uh, kill a bunch of people. Well, three thousand. It's mentioned here. That's on. Uh, that's on God's kill count. Wow. So let's actually think about that time. We would have been in some kind of little village. There might have been. Let's pretend there could have been a hundred thousand people in this whole city. Sure. Yeah. There's a someone with a lot of power saying you must do this yeah. because it's God. It's not just <laughs> right, it's me. Right. It's God. So in in one night, his soldiers went and killed uh, three thousand right. men. Right. Troublemakers. Let's mm -hmm. let's be, you know, maybe they were even killing people that they that weren't on team. Sure, sure. On, on our team. Sure. And and just crafted the story. Yeah. 
then the Lord sent a plague on the people because they made the calf, the one that Aaron made. Uh, okay, I don't even know what, what that has to do with it. But again, I thought that God was... Uh, because Christians always say, you know, God is good, God is always loving. Uh, if you bring up this, these passages, actually, and on my page it happened very recently, because when I talk about Exodus, some Christians go like, oh, but wait a second, this is the Old Testament. But the problem is, once you say that, but it's the Old Testament, you admit in your mind that there is some kind of problem there, right? There is something not quite right with, with, the, old, with the Old Testament. Right. But why is that? I thought God's Word was perfect. It was unquestionable. It oh, was no, no. It was written by this other priest. Right. He didn't, he didn't get the message <laughs> right. right. Yeah, the message was written by another priest a little yeah. later. Yeah. I will send an angel before you and I will drive out the Canaanites, the Amorites, the Hittites, the Perizzites, the Hivites, and the Jebusites. Go up to a land flowing with milk and honey, but I will not go up among you, lest I consume you on the way, for you are stiff-necked people. Okay, well, this is so funny to me because what what is the stiff-necked people? What is that? Because the, the Bible never explains actually what it means. So somebody wrote it down, but who knows really what it means. And he doesn't go with them unless he consumes them on the way. I, I don't understand how this, how this thought process works at all. It's so weird. You cannot see my face. No, no, no. For man shall not see me and live. And the Lord said, Behold, there is a place by me where you shall stand on the rock. And while my glory passes by, I will put you in the cleft of a rock and I will cover you with my hand until I've passed by. Then I will take away my hand and you shall see my back, but my face shall not be seen. Mm. <laughs> this is the most obvious one. Yeah. Look, guys, I saw God. I know God. And what he said is uh, that you can't look at him or you will die. Right. <laughs> but we want to see him, Moses. We want to see him. Okay, okay. I'll, I'll just wait there. Yeah. Over there near the cleft of the rock. Yeah, yeah. And I'm just going to go to the shops. No way. Just wait. Don't look at him. And then he comes out like this. He's putting on a different costume. Right, 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 right. Don't look, you'll die, you'll die, you'll die. Okay, now you can look. And he's already... Uh... Uh, it reminds me of the Medu Medusa story. You <laughs> know Medusa, great. right? It's this kind of uh, Greek mythological yes. creature, a snake. No, no, kind the story of a completely. Snake right. and woman. And if you, uh, she, has a, she has snakes in, instead yes. of hair. So if anybody looks at her, uh, she, they turn into stone, basically. Right. And that was used by uh, Homer, I think, when he was writing uh, the Iliad and books like that. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, well, for me, actually, uh, this is a contradiction because uh, there are other passages on the Bible I can't remember off the top of my head right now, but they clearly say that uh, somebody saw the face of, of God and did not die. So it's very clearly one of the uh, many contradictions you find in the Bible. No one shall come up with you and let no one be seen throughout all the mountain. Let no flocks or herd graze opposite that mountain. What's wrong with opposite that mountain? What, why can't they go graze there? But again, um, it makes that point that only you come with me, right? So only you come to the mountain and, and, then, and then what? Then again, this, this guy comes back from the mountain and starts telling some story. Oh, I met God in that mountain. Why should anybody believe that, that person? What if he's like mentally unstable or just insane? There are people who talk to themselves. There are people mm. who hear voices. Yeah. There are people who think they are Napoleon Bonaparte. But you know what happens to those people? They get locked away in a mental asylum. That's how we treat people today. And uh, so everyone knows the story of um, Moses with the burning bush, the acacia yeah, yeah, bush, yeah. which has that DMT stuff in it that makes yeah, you yeah. get all wacky. Yeah. Let, well, let's just, I would obviously in this day and age say, okay, well, Moses may have found something over in that mountain that, that made him see God. He right. actually got like a trip out, you know, yeah. and, and came back with feeling powerful. Let's, let's pretend that this actually happened 
And he is a herder. Mm -hmm. Isn't Moses the shepherd? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Moses yeah. the shepherd. Don't go over there. Yeah. So God said, you can't go over there. You can't graze your, your, yeah. your herd over there. Yeah. Over there in that spot. <laughs> That's my yeah. spot. I party over there. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know, because like, like we were saying off camera before, there's a lot of people who actually delve into doing that. Yes. For, they, they say the same thing, that yes. they, they don't necessarily see God, but they do it enough now to be... Right. And I was mentioning to you on the way here, uh, there is a book, I, I forgot the, the name, I, I think it's something like John, John Allegro or something like that, but he wrote a book called The Mushroom and the Cross, and this is exactly the premise of the book. It's that those people were just doing shrooms back then, right. and oh, they, they see stuff, and that's how Christianity got born. And it's interesting with that book, when he wrote it, it was, I think it was in, in the kind of second half of the 20th century, I'm not sure. But when he wrote it, he was immediately demonized by the scientific community because a lot of them are, well, were Christians and very religious people. Not so much now. I think now it's just a slope down. But he was demonized by those people. How, how dare he write such, such rubbish uh, about our, our beloved God? And now the people are re-examining this book and they're saying, oh wait, hold on a second, he actually has a point. Mm. And that's, that's how ideas evolve with time. In Australia, there's the, the ancient Aboriginal cultures in yeah. there, and uh, they talk about the dream time, and I'm no expert on this topic, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but there is a similar plant, um, the Datura flower, that does the, exactly the same thing. And in Egypt, it's a lotus flower. Sure, sure. So they, they you know, you, it's the god flower, I think they say if I'm not messing it up for the same reason it's so obvious yeah and especially back then right people people actually don't don't even understand the concept of drugs back then it was yeah it was a bush it was like bush, food it was a, a shroom yeah, yeah just eat it yeah only only recently we understand actually the the science behind it right and we yes. can uh, look at things like PTSD this is very very recent only very recent indeed this is a um, I, this is a bit of a tangent, I'm, I'm gonna go on, uh, uh, but some people who deny evolution, right? They uh, say, oh, well, evolution is not true because Darwin was wrong. But excuse me, Darwin was already a long time ago. This was before what we call modern science. And since then, yes, yeah, some things he got wrong because back then the science was not to that level. And now we, we know, we know a lot of stuff. So yeah, but he, but he was, you need time. Yeah, but he just had a, a great concept. Like He did, What yeah. if this? Yeah, and he was right overall. Oh, I mean, yeah. Oh, yeah. The Lord, uh, a God merciful and gracious, slow to anger, and abounding in steadfast love and faithfulness, keeping steadfast love for thousands, forgiving iniquity and transgression and sin. Okay, uh, we just did it like 15 minutes ago. He ordered some people to murder other people how can you how can you have the balls then to write that this is a god that is slow to anger and steadfast love and faithfulness when it's exactly the opposite well i think it almost touches on what we just said maybe this was more of moses's uh trip trip like yeah. no no we need to actually be better people but back up here, right. some other warlord guy yeah. ordered the execution of 3,000 right. men. Right. That, if for his own uh, benefit, benefit or whatever, yeah, yeah, yeah. sure. I can, I can believe that. Yeah. I'm frightened. I would never eat uh, that stuff. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm frightened of having some sort of God episode with one of these crazy bushes. Like, how, how, especially if, so, even if you do, how do you know that it's God? I mean, how do you know that it's the God? Well, well, here's the thing. With, with technology and information only now, there are, are enough people who are taking um, ayahuasca, and it, it, which is the DMT. Uh, yeah, yeah. But it's the most powerful. It, it lasts for a certain amount of time. There's, there are so many people sharing their own thoughts about what has happened. I know actually a girl in, in on the Gold Coast who her mother, 45-year-old mum, went and did this thing in, the, in South, Africa, South America and came back. They all say, share the same thoughts that they saw. And God isn't a, a person. Hmm. They call it Mother Ayahuasca. 
and it's often related to an animal like the oh yeah like the, uh, the dog that's you know they, they see animals and that for the first time they understand that they are animals with the same brains we are the same I think people and animals are exactly the same but they can't do the same things we do they I don't have the uh, voices they don't have the i think the simpsons had an episode about that before. yeah which was quite funny yeah so which is was probably the writers probably yeah was stemming off that probably that yeah. thought so yeah let's move on so the next thing i'm gonna do is uh, i'm gonna talk about argument validity all right so we looked uh, in uh, before at some examples of arguments and uh, this was just one of them um, i promised to tell people the uh, uh, combination keyboard combination for the conclusion marker and i i found it again so on if you are on the pc you have to hold the out key and then you type eight seven five six then you release the out key and you'll have those kind of broken triangle thing um, but today we're going to talk about argument validity and uh, basically this is the definition so an argument is considered valid if it has the following hypothetical or conditional property if all the premises are true then the conclusion cannot be false and let's look at some examples Premise one, all actors are robots. Premise two, Tom Cruise is an actor. The conclusion is, therefore, Tom Cruise is a robot. Do you think it's uh, valid or invalid? Just off the top of your head. Invalid. <coughs> Wrong, it's valid. <coughs> and the, the reason for this is we, when we talk about argument validity, we don't really care about the actual truth of the premises we know that the first premise is false obviously not all actors are robots in fact none of them are but the argument is still valid because if the premises were true it's impossible for the conclusion to be false in other words in the hypothetical world where all actors are robots and Tom Cruise also happens to be an actor then it's logically impossible for Tom Cruise not to be a robot Let's look at some more examples so you can understand better. Here's example three. All crows are pink. John is pink. Therefore, John is a crow. Is that valid or invalid? Invalid. Correct, it's invalid. And the reason for this is the first premise is saying that all crows are black. But it doesn't say that all black things in the universe are crows. So even if, well, I should say pink. Okay, I forgot to change it. So even if John is pink, and if, even if all the crows are pink, both premises being true, unfortunately, we know nothing else about John. But let's switch it a little bit. And here you have only crows are pink. John is pink. Therefore, John is a crow. Correct. Valid? Valid. Correct. Because he belongs to that group. We don't judge the reasoning by the content. The first premise is false, but this is irrelevant for judging the reasoning. If the premises are true, we are locked into the conclusion. Uh, let's move on. And uh, basically, we have to stop really using the word argument. Let's use the word syllogism. And what is a syllogism? Syllogism is just a deductive inference consisting of two premises and a conclusion, all of which are categorical propositions. And deductive versus inductive arguments, we'll do that at a later time. So let's look at a syllogism. How would you visually represent a syllogism? There's many ways, actually, but I'm going to do one method which I learned, and I think it's the best method, and that is using Venn diagrams. What is a Venn diagram? Well, basically it looks like a bunch of circles which intersect and they identify certain categories. And you, you can name them, you can name each circle. Uh, just to make it simple, I've named them M, P, and S. So let's look at this argument here. Uh, some people are brain surgeons. No people are camels. Therefore, no camels are brain surgeons. So how exactly will you represent that? 
Well, first of all, you actually have to kind of label them better. So I would write, for example, camels and brain surgeons here and uh, people here. Um, it's just easier to see. So some people are brain surgeons. You would indicate that by putting a cross in the respective um, place. So here we have two possible places. We don't know which one yet. But we know that no people are camels. So we can shade this area out and we know that there is absolutely nothing in this area. There's nothing. Therefore, no camels are brain surgeons. Well, you know this is invalid because this place here is actually open and there might be something here, perhaps. So you know, just from looking at the diagram, that this argument is indeed invalid. Here we have no humans are mortal, some humans are women, therefore some women are not mortal. Let's see how that works. Let's put humans here, mortals over here, and women over here. We like women, don't we? Sure. <laughs> so how would we represent this? No humans are mortal. Well, that means that there is absolutely nothing in this category. It cannot be. But some humans are women, so we have to put an X here. There is something there. And therefore, some women are not mortal. Well, yes, this is valid because you got this cross right here. There is something there. This one you can make some really funny ones because with validity, you're, you don't really care about the truth of, of the premises. So you can make some really wild arguments. Uh, this one, for example, no footballs are circular. All turtles are circular. Therefore, no turtles are footballs. All right, let's see how we can do this. So football here, circular here, and uh, turtle, yeah, the turtles. You got many turtles in Australia? Yes. <coughs> yes, we do. Kind of the, the big ones? No, or? small ones. Oh, I see. Penny turtles, yeah. Oh, okay. They're only uh, the size of your hand. Oh, all right. People have them as pets, or? Uh, you're not, you aren't allowed to. You can have, oh. Oh, actually, no, you always tell a lie. You can have them in goldfish bowl uh, tanks. Oh, I see. Yeah, but you, you get them from the creek. You, you're, not, yeah. you're not supposed to steal. Um, oh, little, sure, sure. Okay, yeah. yeah. All right, so we know that no footballs are circular, so we can shade out this area. There is nothing here, it's impossible. All turtles are circular, so what we do here is we have to shade out this whole area because all the turtles are in this place right here. They're all in the circular. Therefore, no turtles are footballs. Well, that's valid. Yes, indeed, there is no turtles that are footballs. There is absolutely nothing in this place or this place or this place. So it's valid. All right, here we go. Uh, so we have no celebrities are starving. All celebrities are famous people. Therefore, no famous people are starving. Sounds kind of valid, but let's see. So we can write celebs here, celebrities, starving, and famous. Okay, I'm gonna start with the second premise. All celebrities are famous people. So that means that you can shade out here. This is not necessary. And they have to intersect the famous. We don't know if they're starving or not, but no celebrities are starving. So you can finish off here. Therefore, no famous people are starving. But wait a second, there is a gap right here. And that's the problem. So actually this one is invalid. The conclusion is incorrect here because there is something, this area here is open. 
Okay, I like cats. I have some cats actually. So some cats are not furry. All cats are cute animals. Therefore, some cute animals are not furry. All right, let's see. So we got cats, we got fur, and we got cute. All right, so some cats are not furry. So you indicate that by putting an X outside of the furry circle. There's something there. But all cats are cute animals, so there is nothing left in this circle here at all. They have to merge with the cute circle only. Therefore, some animals are not furry. Some cute animals are not furry. This is valid because obviously there is something in here. So I'm not going to say this is easy. Uh, I actually had to practice myself many times, but this is how you would visually represent a syllogism. And uh, we'll do a few more on the next show. I need to have my hands on, like just yeah. probably maybe like you just hinted that I need to uh, do that myself a few times yes, to understand. exactly. What I don't understand is, is why you're shading. How do you come to the conclusion straight away of shading? So it, I, I, okay. can, I can personally get the answer from the question okay. with, with some thought. Yeah, but this is a good way of doing it. All right. Yeah. So I can. This is a good question, actually, and I can explain. So you're you're shading away an area when there is nothing in that area left. So for example, the premise two says all cats are cute animals. So you know that there is there is impossible to have anything left in the cat circle because the cat circle is automatically in the cute circle. So the Venn diagram is is good for displaying that. There is another uh, way called the uh, Euler or the Euler. I, I don't know how to pronounce the diagram. And this is where you can put a circle within a circle. So for some people that, that method is easier. But I find if you actually just, just spread out all the categories, then it's easy to just eliminate like one category immediately. And then you know if it's valid or not. What I'm saying is that it's someone's opinions that some cats are not furry. Sure, sure. It's a, it's a yeah. fact. It's a made-up made premise. Yeah, well, more to the point, number two, all cats are cute animals. So, okay. so the actual, you know, what it's like being a human. But Tom Cruise is not a robot. No. <laughs> but have we gone so far in the future that we are all robots and we forgot what the past was? Ooh, now you're going deep. <laughs> <laughs> that's, I didn't that's, that that's too deep for me. <laughs> Okay, we'll do more of that on uh, the next show, but uh, I, I just kind of introduced to you to it and you can just practice. You can practice by yourself. Just make up two premises and make up a conclusion and see um, if your argument is valid or not. The good thing about the, these um, Venn diagrams is that there is only one correct answer and there is no 50-50. It's logic is very, very clearly defined. It's the, the answer, I hate to say it, but it's really black and white. It's, there is no, um, there's no in the middle. So, but it's, it's good for people to, to know about this because uh, how many times I read some argument on my page even, and it, it just makes no, no sense. The premises are flawed, the, con the conclusion is a disaster. Because people don't go through this, this process of really reasoning and thinking things through properly. Mm -hmm. So for those people, I actually recommend, you can go online, there are many pages. Um, Coursera is one of them, but there is edX also. You can go on those pages, on those websites, and you can find courses on philosophy, on reasoning and things like that, all that wonderful stuff. And you can do that course for 10 or 12 weeks sometimes. It's very hard, I warn you. It's not for the faint of heart. But um, once you finish that course, and I, I did, you, you really know how to really argue with people properly. I think when I did the show with you back then, the very first show, to be honest with you, I, I, I didn't really know what, I, what I'm talking about. It was just really, it was so new to me. And, um, well, same. For well, you too, mm. yeah, yeah.
but um, and I, I found myself kind of lost for, for, for the first few shows. I, I got some comments on my page sometimes and I really didn't know how to, how to answer. Um, but again, I, I took a course and uh, ever since I finished it, I have no problem at all arguing with people. And in fact, I, I noticed that it's so easy to argue with some some Christians be, because of the, the, the so many fallacies they commit in, in their arguments. It's so, just so easy to, to spot them now. Well, that's what I was going to say. You'd be talking to people who, who have a belief. Right. Which is... Irrational. Well, there's, how can you prove any of this? Exactly. exactly. There's no... Even here, when as you were doing this, I was reading about the tablets, the actual Ten, ten command, Commandments, that he smashed them technically yeah. before anyone saw them. Right. So... How do you know? How do, there's... You know, and, and how many times in my lifetime have I read that they, they possibly found a shard of stone from the Ten Commandments? Yeah. You know, there's actually... Possibly, and but but people are hoping. Sure, sure. The Christians are hoping that they found this thing. Right. It's never like, oh no, that was just like how many? We're in Japan. How yeah. many times do we see tablets? Yeah, yeah, yeah. By stonemasons. Sure, sure. They're everywhere, and I'm sure yeah. in other countries they're all over. So, whoever wrote this was a great writer, and it spoke to everyone that uh, yeah. that were, were looking for answers. So, uh, but the facts in this day and age. With if you if you lived a life like a lot of us do now without religion yeah. from day one, like and you go what? Yeah, Clearly right. he was lying. Clearly he was making this up. He dropped the tablets. Yeah, no one could read that. Right. That's what I would do. I would come up with these these shifty tricks if I had to to exactly. convince some uh, people who were lost. Yeah. There is a comedian, and he's Australian. Uh, you know Jim Jeffries? Oh yeah. Okay. Very much. He during during one of his skit, uh, he says. Um, the Bible should just be one page, one page only. On, on that page, it should just say, try not to be a cunt. That's all. That's all you need, really. But just uh, before we move to the video, just one brief point I'd like to make. And we were talking about that be before we started the show. There was a, this shooting, of course, in Florida. And uh, instead of actually talking about uh, the shooter or, or the victims, I actually want to focus talking about the pastors. Uh, and preachers uh, that after this event were actually saying, oh, this is a great thing that he shot all those 50, uh, well, it was gay people, right? If I'm not mistaken. So, yeah, they, they, they uh, killed uh, homosexuals. Yeah. Great. We, we should do that more. And I'm like, Incredible. crazy. To think in this day and age that there are actual people with iPhones and Twitter accounts that are and they're in powerful positions like yeah. priests yeah. saying these things. I'm, I'm hopeful that, you know, technology will just shut them down and they won't be popular is what I mean. So yeah. they won't, they, their popularity will wane. A lot of people right now say, well, okay, obviously very clearly these are hateful speeches, you know, you can't go around it. They're obviously saying that murdering gays is okay. Obviously that's hate speech. So some people now start to say, well, wait a second, maybe we should, uh, try to censor it but I'm like no just let it go in the open let other people know that these are absolute douchebags you know mm. and let them be exposed in the light of the day exactly yeah which is the ultimate if everyone has free speech then a society will uh, you know especially with the internet I, c I could say something completely crazy today yeah and it would get shared around the world sure. yeah, yeah, and yeah. I would go, ooh, I messed up there, yeah. you know, or I kept keep pushing it, thinking that I'm going to get a, uh, a following, but that may never last. It, yeah. I'll be proven wrong yeah. that I'm the crackpot. Right. And, and, and on my, listen to all these people who are, who are joining in on me. I'm sick of this argument. Oh, what have I started? You know, so yeah, I, I think you're right. Well, actually, uh, this is related to the video we're going to talk about because this uh, crazy guy is going to talk about the rapture, but he's also going to talk about the homosexuals. So let's watch. We'll stop and comment. I'm so excited. I can't maintain, man. <laughs> I'm so unworthy to, to be shown this stuff that the Lord shows me. Praise the Lord. He does. Let me break this down. This is the biggest, 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 biggest video I've ever done by far, period. 
My brother Nani, he's given me a lot of good tips. <clears throat> he shared some info with me about an hour ago uh, about a 5.2 earthquake that hit near Israel. And I see some of you 5.2 earthquakes. I almost just overlooked this, but I looked at it. 99.9% of the time when my friends share stuff with me, I've already seen it, but it's that 0.1 time percent that I haven't seen. They can blow the doors wide open, and this is one. Then I looked, and I saw the location of the earthquake, and the Holy Spirit started speaking to me and sending me on an information hunt. And boy, did I uncover information. Now, let's go ahead and cover a few things, first of all, so you understand. What happened with Israel when she was enslaved? She had to run from the Pharaoh, who is like the Antichrist, like the devil. Very first comment here. Well, for, he's going to talk about the earthquake, and we'll get to that. But, okay, the, the Pharaoh is the Antichrist. But, okay, that's according to him. That is not mentioned in the Bible ever. And this is... Um, a very tricky situation here because the Bible is obviously a book that is open to interpretation and that's the problem because I I'm sure even okay obviously we're both atheists but the way that I read some passage maybe is different from the way that you read a passage and then we have a different concept of the same passage and that's probably why Christianity has like 43,000 denominations or something like that because each group uh, interprets a certain passage it's its own way which is what I heard about Lutherism today, is that Lutherism, uh, which I know nothing about, but I heard that it was the religion that wanted to take away all uh, pastors. And, and this is what I heard, that the idea of God is what you believe is God, whatever that is. Yeah. Is that correct? I don't know. but but It's a personal thing. Yeah, right. So that it's the pr the priests and the pastors they're the problem yeah they will be exactly because they will interpret it well first of all they will think for you i mean because those people who go to the church they just go amen amen just no thinking mm -hmm. uh, whatever the pastor says is probably true yeah because they haven't read the book they say they do but that's a lie that's right. actually and they're trying to fit in within their surroundings because yeah. they bought a, a car off john and he's right. over there and there's mary because you know so we all believe the same thing, don't we? Yeah, yeah well, I'm yeah, selling yeah. advertising. <laughs> and, you know, exactly. You know, oh, we're so dumb. All we're right, so let's, dumb. let's continue. And where she crossed over at? At the Red Sea to safety, where God provided for her with a, uh, a pillar of smoke, a pillar of fire and a cloud, and gave her manna and quail and everything else and took care of her and defended her from being destroyed by Satan. Okay? That's what happened then. Then you look at 1927, Israel came back of, in that period, the Ball Four Agreement with Britain and Israel and Palestine. Israel was scattered around the nation and she came back to that area. More on Israel and Palestine again in a minute. And I'm going to go to the last part of this with God bringing Israel to the Red Sea as well. So let's go ahead and go through this video. Man, I'm so excited. Okay. Now. The day after Obama land formed America, a nation that was founded upon God's principles that mirrored Israel in every way, it was a second apple of God's eye behind Israel. The day after this nation approved gay marriage, the following happened. And this is no coincidence. I warned everyone this would be the key event in these last days when the Supreme Court justice approved gay marriage. So let's go ahead and break it down. A very rare and rather large magnitude 5.2 earthquake struck northern Egypt near the Jordan-Israel border along the Dead Sea fault zone. Basically, he says that after gay marriage was passed in the States, became law of the land, this earthquake happened in north of Egypt the next day, basically, pretty much. Um, what's so special about America? You know, I, I'm American, okay, you're, you're not, but what is so, so special about America? What is so special about Americans passing gay marriage law? If you actually look at the timeline of um, countries that passed gay marriage, uh, U.S. was not the first at all. It was way behind the party, as usual. We're late to, to the party. Um, but uh, after some other countries passed it, uh, I don't think any earthquakes happened north of Egypt. So it doesn't make any sense. Why is American yeah. Christianity superior to any other Christianity in the world? I just yeah. don't understand that. 
Mm. Why was he so excited by it? And, and no, that, that, gay things are happening every day yep. since the dawn of time, way yeah. before this thing was ever written. So sure. he's just a, uh, a proper idiot. Yeah. A proper idiot with a, with a computer. Yeah. He's got the bad lighting. He can't, yeah. <laughs> I can't stand him. I wish I could meet people like that. And the, but the problem is you never will. Yeah. Like, unless they were surrounded in, in fellow minded people because they would probably keep that to themselves. Yeah, yeah. Because, you know, oh, I don't want to get punched in the face or right. something, you know. An ironic twist of fate, the earthquake occurred at the exact reported location where Moses crossed in the exodus from Egypt. We debated Exodus for quite a while now, and we demonstrated that this there is no evidence that supports uh, slaves, uh, Israeli, I mean Jewish slaves being in Egypt, uh, the crossing of the Red Sea, uh, Jew, uh, it was even Jewish slaves that built the pyramids, which is one of the biggest bullshit stories I've ever heard. This is not, I mean, if you have evidence, please, please show us your evidence. But um, what I find often is that um, those type of uh, arguments you can only find on Christian websites. So for example, uh, existence of Jesus Christ. You look at all the links and these are only Christian websites. So of course they will say, oh, he existed. Of course, what are you, how are you crazy or something? It's on this website. Right, and, and it's a Christian website. So you see how you're locking yourself in this circular reasoning? There's so many churches out there doing great things for, you know, little mums and stuff, making the cakes and, and helping out soup kitchens and all that sort of stuff. That's the positive stuff. He is the Antichrist. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He, you know, he's building his own audience of hate. Yeah, 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 for sure. When God parted the waters of the sea, man, the Holy Spirit is like electricity flowing through my body right now. On average, a major quake like this hits this region once every 80 years. A biblical generation is 70 years, 80 if they had the strength to endure. God's word says that when Israel becomes a nation again in 48, that that, that, that generation, that 70 or 80 year from 38 to, to, to 48 is 10 years and from 48 to 2018 is 70 years. Praise the Lord, I'm, I'm getting choked up here. If they had strength to endure. Also, let me go ahead and break this down for you again. The last big earthquake that hit this area was in 1927. That was a year when Israel, I told you earlier, praise the Lord, she was gathered away from, from, from around the world and she was brought back into Israel. And she started butting heads with the Palestinians, the ball for agreement from Britain and, and from the League of Nations was right there. And the earthquake hit in the exact same spot where Moses took the children of Israel across the Dead Sea. The only comment I, I will make here, though, is that uh, you know how Christians say uh, Jesus is coming back. He's coming back. Mm. I, I can guarantee you that Christians have been saying that for 2,000 years and he has not come back. And every one of them, every one of those people thinks that Jesus is going to come back in my lifetime. They are absolutely convinced that, that this is going to happen. But every generation before them had the same exact idea as well. And they thought he's coming back, uh, but okay, that never happened. Um, by the way, he mentioned that America was founded on uh, Israeli laws, uh, but America is not a Christian nation. Uh, we already talked about that. You have to just look at what the founding fathers were saying. But if you look at the creation of Israel as a country, it's actually very problematic. And today, it's very problematic as well. It was basically, you, you had this piece of land where uh, Jews and Palestinians kind of shared the land. And then uh, during this agreement, I think it was Britain and France and maybe America, and they, they pretty much just took a map and they, they drew a border on the map. And they said, oh, now this is Israel. And... Uh, this over there is going to be Palestine now. But you know that Jerusalem is in Israel and that's kind of a major hub. I'm not sure the Palestinians were too happy to just give it away like, like that. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Okay, also at the same time in 27, it was the first time that Adolf Hitler 
spoke in public and began his long reign of terror where he went after Israel and tried to destroy the Jews the way that Satan had been trying to, to do endless times throughout history. But Hitler failed. This happened the same time as the last earthquake, my friends, in 1927, when Israel was there back in her homeland, getting ready to become a nation for the next two decades. You see how, they, how he fits everything, how he molds everything to fit his agenda? Uh, it's, it's quite a, well, it's, it's a skill. If there was a flood yeah. on these days, I'd be, I'd go, okay, like a 40-day, 40 40-night 40 flood. Was there any, uh, I don't know, I'm asking you a question, is there any big earthquakes in this book? Not as far as I know. There you go. If you want to dazzle me, yeah. God, yeah. you know, any big, big decision that relates to your book, throw in some 40-day floods. Yeah. Only happened in Genesis as far <laughs> as I I'm know. Then I'm pretty sure we'll all start to go, whoa, hang on a minute. The Bible said that Israel would be the burdensome stone in the last days. She is right now. The world hates Israel. The world is anti-Israel. The world's out to get Israel. The Antichrist is about to come soon on the scene and once again try to destroy Israel. God saved Israel at the Exodus, praise the Lord, when they crossed the Red Sea. You have to perhaps think about why the world is anti-Israel. It's probably because they are, dare I say, a kind of fascist state by today's standards. And... Um, you know, they, they basically commit genocide, basically. Yeah, and clearly by the looks of this, you know, we've got a whole part of the world, a whole percentage of the world that believe in Christianity. And, it's, and Israel and, and Jerusalem is the main focus. So it, naturally, if you were um, uh, on the side of Islam and you're just over the mountain, that's, that's another, another tribe. Like, you naturally disbelieve each other, you know, and add in a few wars, hundred, <laughs> hundreds of years of fighting, yeah, yeah, yeah. then uh, no one in that area. And it's, it's just odd to believe that this guy, and the only reason he is on the side of Israel, Israel is because of this, this book. Oh, for sure. That's yeah. been sold to him by his parents. Yeah. The other thing I, I'm wondering about is that he mentions a lot, well, he mentioned a lot of times already the Antichrist. Okay, who, who is this Antichrist? Uh, because um, according to people like him, uh, it's Obama, which is so funny to me. Every time I hear this, it's like Obama is the Antichrist. Really? I think it's um, obviously, okay, this, this guy in the video is white. Uh, a lot of people who hate Obama are white, and I think it's those those people, uh, for them, having a, a black person in the White House, for them it's, it's, it's the highest insult, I think, for, for their persona. It's oh, obviously they're racist, okay? This is yeah. no secret there. Yeah. And racism is abundant in the States. Who isn't a little bit racist when they're yeah. in their bad times? Like... Ah, uh, you know, and, and let's face it, America has, has, a, has a large population with whole suburbs and towns that are just Latino, um, Latino or, you know, Af African-American. So I'm sure, again, this tribal thing, you yeah. could be in the next sub suburb going, ah, oh, them down there. You know what's funny to me is that though those white people who are always ma mad about Latinos and African Americans, uh, they think that somehow they just, uh, I don't know, they just suddenly emerged in America. But uh, they actually, they actually wiped out uh, Indians living there. That, that's something that they completely mm -hmm. forget usually and it's something that they don't think at all. Well, it wasn't me. Right. It wasn't me. It was some English guy in the right. 17th. Right. Yeah. Crazy, so funny, <clears throat> and same could be said for Australia, my country, where um, you know the English came and and there are some horrible stories about uh, murdering, just cleanly murdering any Aboriginal. In 27, the earthquake hit in the exact same spot, and God had already gathered Israel, was gathering her back into the land, getting ready within 20 short years and the huge time clock of time to make her a great nation in that 70 80 year time frame, and now. The earthquake hits the day after this thing happened in our country in the exact same spot at the Red Sea. 
right at the same time period when the rapture is about to happen, the imminent rapture, and Satan's going to come after Israel. And once again, God is going to focus on Israel during that seven years, that, that seventh week of Daniel, that seven-year period where he focuses on his chosen people, the Jews, and he protects them in the Psalm 83 war, the Gog-Magog war, has the peace treaty that, 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 that man revokes, but God still protects her, and God takes a third of the Jews and just takes takes them in his bosom and protects them. Did you actually catch anything he said? I mean, I didn't. And this is an interesting point because if you go to a, to, to a church and you listen to a sermon, uh, well, especially in America where they go wild on mm -hmm. the stage, um, this is exactly what it is. It's, it's kind of a shouting match. It's just, uh, you have to say as many words as possible within one sentence and then, you, of course, you have to finish it with praise Jesus or mm -hmm. hallelujah or something like bullshit like that. I, I can guarantee you that the people do not, you cannot catch all those words. Uh, it, it's impossible. So you're obviously missing half of it. But because it ends with praise Jesus or hallelujah, you think, ah, well, the whole thing is probably all right. Mm. So we'll let it slide, you know. But this guy is ridiculous, though. He talks about the rapture. And um, I'm, I'm sure Christians for hundreds of years have been thinking that the rapture will happen in their lifetimes and yet again it doesn't i think if a, a thousand miles of electricity passed through his body i'm pretty sure he'd be dead uh, that's the number one thing uh, rapture sign um well again it's according to him um, so he thinks this earthquake happened uh, therefore it's basically the argument again so his premise is uh, the are the earthquake happened therefore it must be a sign of rapture it's it's a very weak argument. It's very flawed indeed. We have actually uh, I tell a lie. We have uh, Mormons that come door to door on the on the Gulf because I live in the country a little, so we don't see them too much. But I get a kick out of them. They are, seem to always be happy. You know, they you can't fault that. Even though they're trying to sell you something, you're like, oh, just please don't. They're fairly easy to turn away. Yeah, and I, I couldn't I couldn't imagine them getting on a YouTube channel. Right, I'm at home after being on my bike for the whole week. <laughs> this is what I think about gay people. You know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He is the antichrist, this guy, and that's the problem. It's these people, be it uh, the Islam religion, you yeah. know, uh, anyone spreading hate yeah. and trying to get that message somewhere. Anyone setting spreading some kind of message. Uh, that they they made up or they they found from all this stuff. Right. It's not needed now. You don't. Right. Why do you need that? I always tell uh, Christians because you know their their big thing is uh, Jesus heals. Jesus can heal you of anything apparently. Although again, no evidence, but okay. Um, apparently, he's a great healer. Would you trust? A two thousand year old book for medicine, or would you actually go to a modern hospital and get checked out by a, a trained physician that has been doing that for twenty or thirty years of his or her life? I'm going to pick the hospital. In war, there are no atheists. You know, everyone turns to something in the darkest times, and and I know I did because I had a rock in my face and I lost these are all fake teeth. Ah. Uh. Right, and I almost died, and I remember thinking, like, whoa, there was a good week where I was in a coma and, and this and that, and I found myself almost being religious, but more to the point, asking myself, is this the time to do it? Like, what I've never thought this way before. I think it's an actual body thing to, but it wasn't like this God. Mm. It was just talking to this someone for help. There was mm. no one else in the room. Like, oh. I think we are all made from star stuff, like Neil deGrasse Tyson says. So we are all related to, to the universe, of course, to the stars, to the planets. And um, so, yeah, I would not say God, but perhaps we are looking for something out there in, in just the universe. Where does it say here? Oh, and God came from... Where did, who, who made God? The old story. Uh, that's a great question. And that's something that theists can never answer. Or they say, um, he just always existed. But so did the universe. I mean, what, what, why is that so, so hard to understand? I don't know. And that's where humans are really silly. Hmm. Because 
there are so many people believing in their God, they've just got this one little thought of who he is and they can, I don't know whether they picture it or not, but they've never even thought about the guy before that God. Yeah. Ever. It's just too far, too hard for us. Yeah, I mean, you look at the Roman mythology, you look at the Norse mythology, well, maybe that's a bit later, but the Roman mythology, the Greek mythology, the Egyptian mythology, the Indian mythology, and they, they have uh, thousands of gods and ah, they're not, they're, they're, they're all fake, but for some reason, the Christian God, yeah, that's real. Very strange. Anyway, let's wrap it up here. Uh, this is the last show of the season. I'm gonna do other stuff in the summer. I'm gonna promote my documentary though in July and August, so watch out for that. And uh, I will see you in September or October, depends on the temperature. So till then, stay safe and think for yourself. Bye.